guy just did a podcast about a co-pilot program that automatically comes up to your phone, to your computer, actually, his desktop, as they're doing always with your cars, particularly your Tesla, and all the cars, Ford, all of these Bluetooth, 5G, wired you in. So they can hack your car, by the way, and already do. They don't want to make it so that you can fix it or work on it. Only the system can. Pilotless subway trains, pilotless trucks and buses, pilotless taxis, pilotless airplanes, pilotless drones, tanks on the battlefield. AI, like Skynet, or was it Skynet and Terminator, is going to be fighting these battles. So you can go to your yoga class and gym and let the system run the system. Think about it. You don't need to do research. You don't need a pastor. AI will pastor your churches, your one world churches. You won't need psychiatrists. AI will be the psychiatrist. AI will be the consultant. AI would be the counselor. AI. AI, not the I A M, the I am. See, AI is I am. It is going to replace. After all, you can ask it any question, it'll answer it. You could do that now, but you don't. You could do that with God, but you don't. In fact, You will listen to AI before you ever listen to the IAM. God has given you all kinds of advice. You argue with God all the time. And that's if you even know God. Whatever God you're arguing with is probably a God of the figment of your own imagination anyway. Not the God of creation. Because if you were actually talking with God, you would realize there is no argument. So if you were arguing, you're not talking to God. In the presence of the Lord, you wouldn't be so bold. So it must be a God of the figment of your own imagination. You're not quiet enough to listen and let God co-pilot. Oh no, God does not co-pilot. He pilots. You're not even in the jump seat. But you're going to have to sit down and ask yourself a question. That only you can answer. Why are you not submitting to God's voice? And the clearest way of knowing God's voice, it is usually the contrarian opinion to what you want to do. That's one of the first telltale signs that God is speaking. Because by our nature, we never choose what God wants. We simply choose a God to give us what we want. And we can convince ourselves, work ourselves up in a frenzy like a cheerleading rally or pep rally at a school or game and get yourself all worked up to believe you're going to win when you're going to lose, that this is actually for you when it's not that you should do this when you shouldn't 
because that's what psychology tells us. Our bias is prone to paint the picture we want to see. We envision God's voice agreeing with us. I, in my life, have discovered one thing for sure, and it's never failed. The thing that God wants me to do, I usually and almost indefinitely, I never want to do. And it always turns out to be the thing I'm supposed to do. The places I want to go, the people I choose to talk to or not talk to, not my choice. And yet God's hand is always in it. And another thing, most of my troubles have been from the things that I wanted. I set my eye on it and decided, can I have that card? Instead of saying nothing that I want to have and waiting for God to show me what he wants me to have, where he wants me to go. That's how I ended up in California. Two weeks of prayer and fasting. And I did not know I was coming here. In fact, California is a pretty big place. It's not just a small little town. It covers almost the majority of the western coast of the U.S., which incorporates 13 different states on the east coast. Pretty much California is the equivalent of 13 states. So when you say California as one word, well, where in California? I even got that wrong. But one-third into my travels across the country on a bus, God told me to change the ticket from its destination. Still California, but again, California is like 13 states. He said, I'm not sending you to that region. I'm sending you to this region. Change your ticket. And he didn't even tell me that part until I was on my way just getting there. Sometimes he'll give you enough to get you in that direction, but he doesn't tell you specifically. And always will test you to see, are you stuck on what you think or will he alter? And are you listening? Oh, okay, Lord. But there's people waiting for me. But I, I don't care. I don't care. I have no one in that region. I don't care. But I was going to this region and then everything is set up for me. And they're going to take me in and they're going to take care of me and get me started. I don't care. But if I go there, there's no one. I don't care. I'm there. I'm your AI. I am. But we listen to any and every voice but God's. Why? Well, there can only be one answer. We are just bent on being rebellious, or we don't know God at all. What other answer could it be? You're either in rebellion or you don't know God at all. Because it's impossible when God speaks for us not to shudder and shrink, comply, obey, humble ourselves. But you listen to your biggest enemy, and it isn't the devil, it's you. We are our worst enemy because everything starts off with what we want. 
when you're a little baby. Nobody's forcing you. You want what you want. You want that rattle. You want that toy. You want that thing. And you just want it. If you don't get it, you will scream. You will cry. You will take peace out of the room. And you'll stop and bring that peace if you get what you want. You're born that way. And the parents were supposed to train that out of you. But they did not. The Holy Spirit comes to purge us, but we resist. So the next time you get that diagnosis from your doctor, whatever it may be, fight the doctor. Even if the doctor says, I've got the answer, I've got the antidote, I've got the cure, fight him. Because that's what you do with God. The doctor says, what are you doing? I thought you wanted to live. I thought you wanted the answers. Yes, but I don't want your answer. I don't want you to heal me. I want it my way. We should have it God's way.